Hi, my name is Cheryl Froh, and welcome to Deconstructed Detective, a podcast about solving crime in real time with less than modern devices. Last week on Deconstructed Detective, Marty Stambaugh discovered that her ma was horribly addicted to potato crisps. But ma, you said you wouldn't eat any more potato chips! Well, sweetie, that was before I realized I was addicted. Ma! Episode 2, Dolores. This week on Deconstructed Detective, Marty just finished her weekly looming class in the financial district and is taken off guard by a young, bald bartender approaching her on the New York City street. Uh, hi, are you Marty Steinbach? Yes. At first, Marty is suspicious of the young, bald man, but then she notices that he's a bartender. Marty trusts bartenders. Also, she admires his haircut. I think my jazz singer was just murdered. Heard you might be able to help. Could you come check it out? Give me a minute. What is that thing? A pager. It lets my buddy Steino know I'm looking for her. So like a text? No. The bartender takes Marty to the bar. What do you think? She's dead, right? Let's check. Yes, she's dead. Oh, Dolores. I remember just an hour ago you were singing so beautifully. And now you can't sing anymore? She was poisoned. How do you know? A magnifying glass can tell no lies. Huh? Plus, she's clutching a bottle of poison in her hand. Oh. Don't touch it. It's evidence. What's going on? <gasps> You're always late. It's because you use this freaking pager system. All right, all right, all right. Look here, Steiner. This jazz singer is dead. Well, did you call the police, Marty? Did you call the police, dude? Well, they did call the police. The sheriff and his crew met Marty and Steino on the sidewalk outside the bar, where Marty gave them the lowdown. Per usual, there was romantic tension between the two before the sheriff left Marty to do her thing. Before I leave you to do your thing, Marty, I, I've just got to tell you... No, Brad, there's no time for this. But Marty... Brad, for real. Okay, laters. But if you don't crack this by tonight, we're taking the case. Always a pleasure. Brad leaves, and Steino and Marty head back into the bar. Ugh, gross. Gosh, man, I just stepped in some gum. Maybe that wouldn't have happened if you weren't wearing those ridiculous and dehumanizing high heels. Marty... They aren't dehumanizing. Are they comfortable? Well, not at all, but they're pretty. There, right there. Why do women have to be uncomfortable to be pretty while men get to wear pants literally called slacks? A group of punk kids stop on the New York sidewalk to laugh at Steino as she hops on one foot to get the gum off her shoe. Come on, stop laughing. This isn't some gum shoe show. Actually, it is. Huh? Gumshoe is a household term. It's fairly commonly known. Whatever. The punk kids continue to laugh. <laughs> Go away! Marty and Steiner head inside and take the bartender into the basement to interrogate him. What do you think happened? You know, Dolores has always been dissatisfied with the job here. She's always asking me to, you know, put her name in lights and do these weird long introductions. I- excuse me, but... Is that a typewriter? Yes. Yeah, Marty believes in the old way of doing things. There's a certain je ne sais quoi about the old processes. That's weird about those gratuitous introductions. I'll have to look more into that. Marty, you always pick up on the weirdest details. And you always doubt me. After interrogating the bartender, Wendy, the waitress, steps forward to say her piece about Dolores. I heard you have a fax for me. Oh... Uh, no. Facts. I have facts for you. Well, what is it? Well, you see, Stambaugh, this just doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) And honestly, I really can't get over it. Do you need a handkerchief? A handkerchief? Aren't those from, like, the 18th century? Anyways, you were saying... Yeah, well, Dolores was my best friend. She was about to sign some record deal. Her dreams were coming true. Okay. Is is that seriously a typewriter? Yes. 
Marty is getting discouraged as the case proves more difficult than she thought. She decides to take a walk around the block for a bit of fresh air. <sighs> Marty trips over what she thought was a trash bag. Oh, Mike, hey there. Sorry I didn't mean to trip over you. That's all right, Marty. Quite all right. Things like this happen sometimes. Ugh, Mike, this case is proving more difficult than I thought. Well, when things get difficult, I usually just sit on the sidewalk. Uh, that usually helps me. I don't know if it'll work for you. Mike goes to open kitchen to bum off some kale chips. Marty sits on the curb of the sidewalk, and Steino comes out to comfort her. Hey, man, I came to comfort you. Thanks, Steino, but I don't need your comfort. I need the truth. The truth is the only way this is going to make any sense. Well, generally, the truth is the only thing that makes sense anyways, so there's that. It just seems like Dolores was so ambitious and hardworking, but something was off. Look, Marty, I've been needing to tell you something. It's like she wanted this one thing so bad she stopped taking care of everything else. Marty, it's just, I feel like we've been off lately. What? What do you mean? You don't even make time for me on your PDF. It's called a PDA. Short for Personal Digital Assistant. Marty holds up her PDA. I thought that stood for Public Displays of Affection. What? Anyways, I just want to make sure we're okay. Do we fight too much? No. And you're right. I've just been wanting to solve this case so bad. Heck, I've been wanting to solve every case so bad. My priorities have been way out of order. Don't be too order? hard on yourself. Order! What? I think I just figured it out, Stango. I love you, bye. Has Marty cracked the case? Marty gathered everybody in the bar over Dolores' dead body at the scene of the crime. Now that we're all gathered together around Dolores' dead body at the scene of the crime, Wendy, you told me that Dolores was getting more and more messy, shall we say disordered, the more she tried to make it big? I did. Well, I could have read into it. <gasps> Shh, guys, she's on a roll. And you, Mr. Bartender, you said you were having a rat problem in your basement. I did? Well, I just noticed that there were a lot of rats down there when I was interrogating you, I just assumed. No, you're right, you're right. Then I took a look at Dolores' makeup station, and there was the ibuprofen. Hey, nobody's tracking with you, Marty. The murderer is Dolores herself. <gasps> Dolores was so focused on her dreams that she let everything else in her life spin out of control. She didn't even notice when she took rat poison instead of aspirin for her migraine. I know what it's like to get so caught up in something that you forget the most important things in life, like family and friendship and Brad and loving your neighbor as yourself. As Marty got sentimental crying on Steino's shoulder, they called the sheriff and closed the case. Again, there was some romantic tension. Well, Marty, I, I feel like there's some romantic tension between us. Well, maybe there is. Maybe we should address that by going on a date. Hold on, I'm getting paid. Come on. Hi, Mom! Marty, come quick! The grocery store to sell potato chips! Mom! No! Next week on Deconstructed Detective, will Marty save her mother from her addiction? Will Marty and the Sheriff end up together forever? Will Marty ever see the young bald bartender ever again? All this and more on Deconstructed Detective. Mom, put the potato chip down! This episode was brought to you by The Gumshoe Show in association with Failure Island. Created and written by Alison O'Donnell. Directed, edited, and produced by Cameron Danger Stripmatter and Alison O'Donnell. Starring Liz Stanford as Marty Stanball, Megan Ristein as Steino, Jonathan Sally as Sheriff Brad, Hunter Canal as the young bald bartender, Mary Losiak as Wendy, Sadie Ward as Ma. 
and hosted by me, Heather Kate, as Cheryl Froh. Today's listening suggestion, pair your podcast with another podcast, Kooky.